Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to another edition of Big Ten Spotlight. He is Deion Thomas, the all time leading scorer in Illinois fighting Illini history. I am Aaron York, the all-time leader in Penn State basketball TikTok reaction videos. And those have been surprisingly good lately, surprisingly good for Penn State. But there's been so much going on in the Big Ten since we were last able to record. We saw Purdue reassert themselves as the dominant force in the conference. We saw Wisconsin go on a three-game losing streak. We saw Indiana look like the whole world was falling apart around them and then all for them just to bounce back, all for them just to see their top player get injured. We'll, we'll talk about that. Well, Minnesota, Minnesota won two in a row after they came, were on a losing streak. So much has been going on. Let's start with the big game from Sunday, Purdue going into Madison, trying to show that they are the dominant force in the Big Ten. They succeed in doing that. They lead for the entire second half. Our guy, Lance Jones, he we talked about him being an X-Factor. He certainly looked like the X-Factor in this game. He leads them with 20 points. He makes some huge plays down the stretch, including a breakaway layup that helped seal the game after Tyler Wall turned it over. Zach E did his thing. Braden Smith had a nice game. Purdue did what it needed to do while Wisconsin, it wasn't a big deal when they lost to Nebraska. It wasn't a big deal when they lost to Purdue, but now it's a big deal because they just lost to this Michigan team that couldn't beat anybody. And the big thing for Wisconsin, Dion, is their shooting has not been up to par lately. They're only three for 19 against Purdue. And that was pretty close game, a six point game. So couple of those go in. A.J. Storm missed all four of his. That could have made the difference. So, so yeah, let's, what, what, what's the big takeaway from this, the big game on Sunday, and what's wrong with Wisconsin? How do they get back to their winning ways? Well, let, let's start with the Purdue loss. Um, well, let's start with the Nebraska loss. As you mentioned, losing to Nebraska may not be sexy, but it's not horrible. I mean, Nebraska is a tournament team, you know, and they're, they're, they're really good. You know, when those guys really good clicking, especially from three point range, they can beat anybody in the country. You saw they took, took Illinois to overtime and before that had won a big game. And then they go and they, you know, they put it on Wisconsin losing to Purdue. Not a, not a bad thing. You know, you lose to, uh, Zach Eady, who's on the Naismith Award for Player of the Year, he's made the Naismith Award for uh, defense. You know, budgeting to J- you know Jaden and and Fletcher, Jaden Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, both have improved tremendously. You know, Braden Smith is the head of the snake that makes that thing go. I know uh, Zach Eady gets all of the love as well, and he deserves it. But Braden Smith is is the orchestrator uh, in that band. Lance Jones, as you mentioned, 
um, has really they, they he's doing what they needed him to do. They needed him to be a scorer. They needed him to be kind of a uh, Swiss Army knife, so to say. You know, because some days he's putting up big numbers, other days he's not. As he came out against Wisconsin, as you mentioned, led the team in scoring, put up big buckets in that game with 20 points and, and six rebounds. The loss to Michigan, that's disturbing. That's the one that, that you have to question, where are we right now? You know, A.J. Storr played well, missed some shots when, when it was needed. Chucky Hepburn, always that that ever-present uh, guy. He put up 17 points. He normally does what the team needs for them to win. Only one assist from your point guard. You know, Klesmet didn't know, didn't play like himself. Tyler Wall, you know, is kind of the 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 go-go gadget guy. You know, he does whatever the team needs. But this is a huge loss, and it's a huge loss because when you go back and you look at, as you mentioned, how Michigan has played, Michigan has struggled, and they've struggled really finding out who they are as a team. They've struggled with um, defining roles at times, and you can't, you know, you you can't go on the road and lose to a team that that's struggling. And that's what Wisconsin did. That's what the Badgers did. You talked about their shooting. I don't know where it's gone these last few games, but they've shot the ball, and in this game they only shot the ball 26% from three. Shot it well from the floor, 46 overall, but you cannot go to five for 19 with 26%, and then you shoot the ball not so well at the free throw line either. I mean, you can't have those two things. And then another thing that you can't have, not that Wisconsin is a big rebounding team, but they're solid. But you go and you get, you know, you lose on the boards. Michigan looks like the more dominant interior team. I, I don't want to take anything away from Michigan because I believe they have a lot of really good pieces. But as I mentioned before, they've been struggling on who they are. So it's hard to win on the road in the Big Ten. But when you go on the road and you're Wisconsin, you know, and I saw this um, this little posting on on TikTok the other day, and they had the only teams that were squarely in in the Big Ten to the NCAA tournament was Purdue and Wisconsin, and they had you know Illinois and some others as should be ins. Everyone is looking at you. Um, and this is a team that deserves to be under the microscope because they are historically so doggone good. So it's shocking to see them go on a three-game losing streak. Again, two of those teams that they lost to are two of the top teams in the Big Ten. Michigan's scraping the bottom of the barrel and was struggling. Does this game uh, get Michigan going? We'll see. But man, this is a this this hurts Wisconsin, and this is one of those things now that they're going to have to replace, you know, try to replace this. Not that they're out of the tournament or anything like that, but it definitely hurts them as they move into their next game on the road, mind you, against a tough-minded Rutgers team. So does this carry over? Does this turn into loss number four? We'll have to see. Yeah, I think that Rutgers game is going to be really interesting this weekend, even if it's not going to be pretty. We know it's not going to be pretty because those games 
at the arena formerly known as the Rack are never pretty, but whoa, 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 whoa. I know Jersey Mike's then bought the name, but that thing is always the Rack. That's why I called it the Rack. I didn't say said, Jersey Mike. Whoa, you said Jersey Mike. Whoa, you said Jersey whoa, Mike. Whoa, you said whoa, Jersey whoa, Mike. I said the arena formerly known as the Rack. But see, that's that's what's going. That's on. me making fun of Rutgers for changing the name. All you young people want to just change stuff. No, I, I that was me. That was me. That was me paying homage to the rag. I'm making fun of Rutgers for changing the name of a classic, a classic arena name. That's me. Well, that, 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 I'm in development. That's what happens, boy. When people start putting money in there, you better change the name. But it'll yeah. still be the rack at heart. No, I was just yeah, yeah. Still, exactly. the, still the still the yeah. No, I it's great. Still the rag at heart. I, I have beef. I have beef with the whole state of New Jersey after we had a New Jersey transit fiasco with my wife getting home last night. It was an absolute absolute nightmare. So I got beef with New Jersey now for multiple reasons. Anyway. <laughs> That game's gonna yeah, be out. No, one to slow yeah. down our taping. That forced us to tape today. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were uh, scheduled, and I had to run out, and I had to go pick pick her up because of the transit disaster. So there you go. Yeah, you got to take care. Jersey, of uh, not feeling it's New Jersey is trying. New Jersey's upset at me because my Nittany Lions went in there and had an absolute ball of a time last Maybe week. Maybe that's so, what it yeah. was. That's yeah. that's that's why they did all of that stuff just to get back at you, Double <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So there, there's my beef with New Jersey, but all right. So yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly, especially if Wisconsin does not improve this three point shooting. They couldn't shoot against Purdue against Michigan. They're only five for 19. Connor Segan, who gave them a lift earlier in the season, he could not hit a shot against Michigan and he struggled from three point range against Purdue. One guy who can help them win against Rutgers and pull themselves out of those losing streak, Tyler Wall, Against Purdue, he led the team in scoring with 20 points, and it was not an easy 20 points. He grabbed six offensive rebounds. A lot of the time, he was going straight at Zach Eady and shooting it over him. So this was not a cheap 20 points. This was 20 hard-earned points. I thought he would be limited by Eady. He went right at the big man and was able to put it in the basket. So I gave him a lot of credit. And against Michigan... Six of seven for 12 points, and, the, and he was doing his thing again. The only question is why did he only have seven attempts if he hit almost all of his shots? Instead, Wisconsin misses a lot of three-pointers, so that's going to be key for them. Just get it to Wall because he's playing so well right now, and, and uh, once the defense focuses, focuses on him, it'll open up some opportunities for the three-point shooters outside. So, that is certainly something to look for this weekend is Tyler Wall. Can he carry Wisconsin? He's there. He's playing well despite the team not playing well. But can he carry them to a victory in a tough arena? That is going to be exciting to watch. So the another, another storyline I was talking about, my Nittany Lions winning at Rutgers. Then they went into Bloomington. They shocked Indiana. And then Indiana fans on Twitter were having a meltdown. I was enjoying it immensely because it really felt like Penn State destroyed the Indiana program the way we shot in that gym uh, in in an arena assembly hall where we haven't won for 10 years. And Penn State shot the ball well, and Penn State ran away with it in the second half despite falling behind early. It was a fun time for me, and Indiana fans were panicking, and they they just didn't even know what to do with themselves. But I give Indiana credit. They went into Columbus on Tuesday night. They picked up a huge win with Anthony Leal, 
the hometown hero, the the if this happened in Bloomington, the place would have exploded. I was Victor, right. he hit this three-point shot with in the final minute to put them ahead. If that happened in Bloomington, Assembly Hall might not even be there anymore. Their reaction would have been that wild. But it did happen in Columbus. Leland's a big shot, but then after that, they get the big turnover with Jameson Battle dribbling the ball off his foot. They get a breakaway layup. It looks like it's going to seal the game. And Khalil Ware, when he goes up for that layup, something happened with his leg where he comes down awkwardly. Indiana was able to get the rebound and they held on for the win. But now the question is, what's the deal with Khalil Ware with Indiana? They have they have a must, must they have some must-win games ahead. And one of them is at their biggest rival, Purdue. And that is a game that if they are going to have a chance to win in Mackey Arena, they need to have Khalil Ware. So, yeah, what, what is, how, does, how does Indiana get this done as we look forward to this clash of rivals on Saturday with wow. or without Ware? What, what do the Hoosiers have to do to have a, a chance? Well, I, I'll tell you, it's it's going to be next to impossible. I mean, that's let's just be let's just be flat out honest. The loss of Khalil Ware is huge. I mean, and not just going up against uh, Zach Eady and the Purdue Boilermakers. That's just a big loss for them. Period. I mean, that young man anchors their interior defense. He's an excellent shot blocker. Gets up and down the floor really well. You know, so it's going to be hard for them. You know, they're going to need big games out of freshman uh, McKenzie Mbako. Uh, and, and we both know the McDonald's All-American has it in him to be able to put up big numbers. And he's going to have to do this if they have any chance um, to beat uh, the Boilermakers. You know, Malik Renew has become their their guy, their go-to guy who they've been feeding. I mean, you talked about the game when they beat Ohio State. I mean, he had 26 points and 14 rebounds. He, you know, another double-double. He had a big game against Illinois. He's had consistent big games playing both um, inside and out because this is a young man that can step out and shoot the ball as well. But he's been a real inside force for them, especially since uh, Khalil Ware has been out. So you ask, what do they need to do to win? Man, they're going to have to turn Purdue over. And that's one of the things that Purdue does not do is turn over the basketball. So they're going to have to figure out a way to really put pressure on the young guards and, and, and get them flustered, you know, and get them to turn the ball over. Renault's going to have to have another big game like he did against Ohio State. And Baco is going to have to really step up. I mean, he's a great exterior, I mean, exterior, outside shooter. Yeah, same word, means the same thing. He's a great shooter from the outside, has the ability to put the ball on the floor and get to the basket. He's going to have to definitely step up. Uh, his intensity on the offensive end while being that guy on the other end as well because he is a really good and lengthy defender. Trey Galloway, who has been good for them throughout his time at at Indiana, is going to have to have another big game as he did against Ohio State. So you're really going to have to bring it. The freshman is going to have to step up, and the other guys are going to have to play the same way, and then they're going to have to play better defense, again, against a team that does not turn over the ball very much. So I don't know. Uh, how they're going to do it, uh, but I, I'm, this is the first time, possibly, in my career I'll be cheering for the Hoosiers. How <laughs> <laughs> about that? You know, you need Ohio, Illinois needs Ohio State to lose another game, but you know, and I'm sure my Hoosier fans that are out there listening to this might be happy, but the Boilermakers might not be happy about that. But um, 
you know, that's that's something that'll be able to help Illinois, especially with them going into um, the Breslin Center. I mean, I, yeah, the Breslin Center to play Michigan State. Big games this weekend that have a lot riding on them. Yes, I agree with you about Indiana's chances. We saw earlier, well, last month now in January, Purdue went into Assembly Hall and laid a beat down on the Hoosiers. And we know the it's it's and and it's this game is going to be in front of the entire nation. It is a prime time yeah. game on Fox, so we know the TV executives are going to be hoping for Khalil Ware to show up, so they have more star power, so that the Indiana can keep that game close enough to provide a solid entertainment product because it was not a solid entertainment product when these two teams met in Bloomington. But yeah, it's going to be a rivalry yeah. game too, man. So, I mean, this is why this game is on Fox. This is yeah. a, you know, this is like Illinois Mizzou. This is as big and it doesn't get the notoriety of the tobacco row, um, you know, Duke and North Carolina, but in Indiana, this is it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be packed. Those kids over there in Mackey are going to be, I mean, in the Assembly Hall. I mean, well, they don't, they're in Mackey. They're in Mackey, yeah, this time, yeah. Those, those kids in Mackey are going to be, and they're already loud. That's one of the best atmospheres in, mm-hmm. in college basketball. They're really going to be losing their shit once the Hoosiers come in there, man. I mean, <laughs> this is a big thing for them, you know, so, it, you know, they're going to have to come with it, big dog, because, man, this is going to be tough. Yeah, and it's going to take another big game from Galloway, and it's but it's probably going to be Lance Jones on him. We know Lance Jones can lock down opposing guards, but Galloway just had that huge game, made big plays. He had the assist on that big shot by Anthony Leo at the end. So, Galloway, yeah. it's good that he's coming off that huge game against Ohio State because they need him to be at his absolute best against Purdue and yeah like you said another freshman who could step up Gabe Cops has been forced into the starting lineup because of the Xavier Johnson injury yeah injuries now has been he's been just out of the lineup two times now two different stints so it'd be nice if they got something from him but yeah Mbako is so so talented and he has I don't think he's fully fully realized it feels like he hasn't scratched the surface of what he his potential is yet and it would be a good start for him to do that on Saturday. We yeah, we've seen flashes. We've seen flashes from Mbako, but yeah, everyone's gonna need to step up and they're gonna need a healthy wear. We did get an update, not much of an update from Mike Woodson this week, as Ware did miss practice on Wednesday, but his status for Saturday is still unknown. So well, you can be for sure they're gonna be tight lipped all up with that yeah. all the way through game time. Yeah, we're not going to know until until we see the the Fox broadcast and they show him warming when up on the court. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it going to be where there? Is it going to be Renu at the five? Who's going to be there? Who's going to be there tipping the ball off? All right. So the uh, the other big game we talked about the big Fox game now the big CBS game two o'clock on Saturday Eastern one o'clock Central time will be Illinois at Michigan State. Michigan State, they've. I've got questions about Michigan State. They did just lose in Minnesota, but it looks like Minnesota's playing well. We talked about Minnesota earlier this year as a sleeper NCAA tournament team. Then they went on a pretty big losing streak, but now they've won a couple in a row. They beat Northwestern and they beat Michigan State. So that's two teams that are projected in the field right now. And Dawson Garcia is playing well and Cam Christie has stepped up in a big way. So 
I'm not going to kill Michigan State for losing that game, but I just don't know what the ceiling, although I, I question the ceiling because we know they've got Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard's played better lately. And Malik Hall's pretty good. They just don't have that big interior presence that, you know, the player that's like a Khalil Ware, that's like a Zach E that we'd like to see. Maybe Sissoko is a nice, nice role player, but he's not the big scorer. I feel like they need someone else. And too often it's been Walker and Hogard trying to carry the team from the backcourt. Yeah. They're a good team. I think Michigan State's, Michigan State's, you talk about how they're not considered solidly in, how there's only two teams that are considered solidly in. I don't think Michigan State has to do a ton of work, but they do have to do a ton of work because they want to get up. They want to raise their seed line. They're probably going to settle in around a seven or an eight if they keep playing like this. They are only 500 in the conference. They are being buoyed by that big win in Detroit against Baylor where we, where we saw them at their best. So this right. will be a big test for them against your Illini. Illini looking good. They just pulled out that win against Nebraska. That was a thrilling game with Casey Tomanaga going off for a career-high 31 points after he disappeared for a while. The last three yeah. games before that, he wasn't doing much. And then the, re- the loss against Northwestern last night, he didn't do much. But, but yeah, again, tough road environment. Him putting up those points and Illinois able to counterpunch and get it done at the end. I was really... Really uh, impressed, even though they did blow a 10-point lead with about three and a half to go. So, yeah. <laughs> but Nebraska's tough when they have Tominaga and Mast playing like that. They are really tough. So that was that was a pretty good win for Illinois. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see how they do on the road. I, how are you feeling about this game? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, let's go back to Kisei Tominaga. Man, I mean, this is a young man, and this is the life of a shooter. You know, some days it's, it's great, and other days it's not great. Um but that young man that night in Champaign, Illinois, was tremendous. I mean, I have not seen a guy shoot the ball like that at the college level in a long time, and he went off. So, I mean, that was a, a an ugly, good win for Illinois against a really good um, Nebraska team. They're, they're going to surprise some people. They're in the tournament. People better be careful and better watch out for them. Because it's not just Kisei. They got a bunch of guys on that team that can really put the ball in the basket. Uh, They're an older team. So that's why I say it's a good win uh, for Illinois coming off of this. And that was a really – it was really good to see Terrence Shannon get himself going. He looked like he was finding his track, was able to knock down a couple threes. Um, Coleman Hawkins played great. I mean, Dane Danger, who doesn't get a whole lot of time when he came in there for the few minutes that he did, he put up great numbers. I think he finished with like 7.6 rebounds or something like that in about 12 minutes. It wasn't very long that he was out there, but he did work. So to see the balance of guys from the bench to go along with their starters and not to mention, you know, Marcus Damask, who, in my opinion, people need to put on the Naismith um, watch list because this kid has just been flat lighting it up all year um, once he got himself settled. But going into the Breslin Center, man, is always difficult to play. But you said something earlier that, to me, if you look at those, you know, Michigan State teams from the past, they always had a guy on the interior, you know, that could get them buckets, that could get them rebounds. And right now, Sissoko's not doing that. I mean, he's a pick and roll guy. Um, that you can throw lobs to, that can block shots around the basket. 
but they are so guard dependent uh, that it's really difficult for them. And this is going to be another difficult game for them playing against Illinois. You know, Michigan State likes to get up and up and down the court and play fast. Illinois likes to get up and down the court and play fast and transition, but they can slow it down and become really effective with the booty ball in the half court. You take that and you go, you know, with Tyson Walker and some of the other smaller guards that Michigan State has, and it creates a, a mismatch for them because you can't take – you got to figure out where to take Malik Hall. You have to figure out where to put uh, A.J. Hogarth. Whether you're going to put them on Marcus, are you going to put them on uh, Terrence Shannon Jr.? Are you going to put the who's you going to put on Ty uh, Rogers? Because if you put the smaller guard on Ty Rogers, now he's doing that. But if you do what most teams have been doing is trying to what they call cross switch, which is take the interior player and put them on Ty Rogers, since they know Ty Rogers isn't going to shoot. But what Illinois has done to conquer that, uh, to counter that, is they've put Ty Rogers in the pick and roll. So now, you know, now you're still putting your big in a in a situation where he's going to have to defend a Terrence Shannon Jr. coming off a screen or or someone coming at him and attacking him downhill while Ty, who moves so much, has an opportunity now to rebound the basketball. I mean, the game against Nebraska, he has six offensive yeah. rebounds to go, you know, to, to complete a, a double-digit rebounding night. It just creates so many um, mismatches and, and opportunities for Illinois that this is going to be a difficult game for Michigan State. Who needs to step up and play better for them? Malik Hall is going to have to step up and have a big game. Tyson Walker is going to have to have a big game. A.J. Holgard is going to have to have a big game. You know, last game against uh, Minnesota, Jay Napkins played really well. I think he had 16 points or something like that, 16, 17 points. He's going to have to play well. if they And, and again, Jay Napkins is not a big guard. So now you – I mean, I, this is this is probably going to be – this is not probably. This is going to be a tough matchup for Michigan State. Uh, Illinois beat them in Champaign without Terrence Shannon, and now you have Terrence Shannon back. You know, so that adds another depth of what Michigan State is going to have to deal with instead of just being concerned about Marcus and Coleman. Now you got the three headed snake back, and Ty Rogers is probably the most important out of all of them. You know, so it's going to be a tough game, man, but I'm looking forward to it because it's always great to to be in and play in the Breslin Center. You know, I remember those days uh, going up in Michigan State and playing up there. It's always a great atmosphere. So, going to be a great game it's going to be a cbs game man so i'm sure everybody yes. will be yeah that, that game is going to be huge and because michigan state on uh, neutral court michigan state would be the clear underdog but being at home with the breslin center behind them that's going to make it a little more interesting i think i just looked at on ken palm michigan state is is a uh, projected to win by one point so that game is expected to be come to come down to the wire and yeah, like you said, the Breslin Center is tough, and I love the breakdown you gave about Ty Rogers, what they're doing with him in the pick and roll. And he is someone who, at the beginning of the year, I couldn't figure out what his role is, but now he's becomes uh, what's one of the best glue guys in the conference, if not the country, with the way he goes high up for these rebounds. And like you say, he doesn't he doesn't shoot well, but they have they have surrounded him with shooters. Pretty much everyone else. In that starting lineup, can shoot the three. So Rodgers can just run around. He gets big rebounds. 
He had, in this game against Nebraska, he had three assists, three steals, two blocks. He's doing a little bit of everything. He can yeah. drive to the basket, even when the opponents, he when his defenders, they can they lay off him because they're not worried about the jump shot. He still finds a way to get to the basket. He he dunks the ball when he's cutting to the basket and he gets he receives those passes. He just does a little bit of everything. So I'm really starting to appreciate his role. And that will be on display in that big game against Michigan State. So those are the two games that highlight this big, big weekend of Big Ten hoops. As we and we already we already talked about the big game at Rutgers. My Nittany Lions are playing tonight, trying to get back to 500. So that's gonna be interesting. Maryland has to go to Ohio State. They Maryland is desperately needs wins at this time time of year. If because that is a team with NCAA tournament expectations every season, and we've ro- ro- ridden the roller coaster with Maryland and how they are a defensive team, and and Jameer Young's playing well all year, but then Julian Reese has these games where where he I mean the other day he he almost fouled out and he only scored two points, so that was a big problem for Maryland, but. Uh, but we've seen them. We've seen them play. We've seen them play well, and they can get Reese and Young going at the same time. Their defense is always solid, so they, that gives them enough offense. And then we'll see. Oh, what game? What was I interested in seeing? Oh, if uh, can if we'll get to see if Michigan, if they can can build some momentum. But in order to do, to build some momentum, they will have to go into Lincoln, where no Big Ten team can win. The only team that's won in Pinnacle Bank Arena all year has been Creighton. So it's going to be, so we'll see if Michigan can uh, build on that. And it's going to take another, it's going to be another big upset if they do make a winning streak and win at Nebraska. So yeah, that's, that's the highlight. It's going to be a big Saturday. You got the big game at two, you got the big game at eight, you got action all day long. And, and then uh, we'll be back sometime next week. As long as New Jersey transit doesn't screw my family over again, we're going to be back next week to talk about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got Dion Thomas at Dion Thomas 25 on X and I am at Aaron P York. And we are uh, part of the believe network, believe.com where there's podcasts on just about anything. We are on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. You can, you can like and subscribe on YouTube. You can leave a five-star review on Apple. It's all there. We're going to be I'm excited to yeah get back next week and talk about these games. You know, not oh, everything yeah. is going to go according to plan because it never does. So from Deion Thomas and me, Aaron York, have a good one. Peace out. Enjoy the Big Ten basketball.